Pete McCall, and welcome to episode 58 of All About Fitness. On this episode, I have a discussion with Eric Fleischman, otherwise known as Eric the Trainer. Now, this is one of a series I've been doing on you know, speaking with personal trainers. We spoke with a personal trainer who focuses on strength and conditioning for older adults. I uh, then spoke with Courtney Thomas, who focuses on online training, uh, primarily women. And today I'm speaking with Eric Fleischman, also known as Eric the Trainer. And Eric specially is celebrities. Hollywood celebrities. Eric trains out of a studio in Burbank, California, and he's a host of a show on A&E called Celebrity Sweat. And Eric's business is helping people who look good, look good for a living. Well, let me restate that. Eric's business is helping people look good for a living. You know, the, what he does with his clients can literally make the difference in tens of thousands or millions of dollars. And, and that's no joke. I mean, if you, uh, his website will be listed down below in the show notes. But Eric is someone who, who trains some of the top celebrities in Hollywood and helps them get ready for ro- roles, whether it's a TV show or a movie. So on this episode of All About Fitness, I talk with Eric about his technique and his strategy for how he trains celebrities. And, you know, because I think that's one thing that we always look at, you know, it's, it's easy to look at a celebrity and go, wow, they're in great shape. But we have to keep in mind, these people are being paid to look that way. If you look at the evolution of movie stars or movie actors over the last 30, 40 years, it's been within the last 10 or 15 years since the probably late 80s, early 90s, thanks to guys like Stallone, Van Damme, Schwarzenegger, who they've really, they've really changed the way that that actors have to have their bodies now, especially leading men and leading women. They are expected to have a certain physique. And my guest today, Eric, is one of those guys who helps the actors attain that physique. And now here's the thing. There's no real big secret. You know, there are no drugs involved. In fact, you know, you'll, you'll be surprised to hear one thing that Eric does not recommend. If you take some simple steps, you too can get a celebrity body and look like your favorite star. So after a brief word from the sponsor of All About Fitness, we'll sit down and have a conversation with Eric Fleischman, otherwise known as Eric the Trainer. Vicor Fitness is the maker of the new TerraCore, which is a step, bench, balance trainer, and multifaceted exercise tool combined into one single platform. Go to vicorefitness.com to see the newest piece of equipment They'll be taking the fitness industry by storm in 2017. Use the code AAF to save 20% on purchasing a TerraCore of your own. TerraCore by Vicor Fitness. Vicor Fitness. Better results from better products. I'm Pete McCall for All About Fitness. I'm here today with Eric the Trainer, Eric Fleischman. Eric, can you give us a little uh, little background on kind of what it is you do and, and how you got to where you are? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, I actually uh, am from a farm in Maine. I grew up in Maine uh, in a very wooded area. We had sheep, we had pigs, we even had a donkey. Um, I made my way to uh, New York City and then Los Angeles and uh, I work with actors and actresses here in Los Angeles. I also work with celebrity chefs and rock stars, musicians, helping them get ready for being on camera. Anyone that's on camera that you see is someone that we want to work with. Well, how, and how long have you been doing that? How long have you been in L.A.? You know, I've been working as a, full tra- a full-time trainer for 25 years. Uh, 20 years have been out here in Los Angeles, which I love. And my first five years, I was in New York City, working with mostly uh, captains of industry, Broadway stars, and fashion models. Did you know you wanted to be a trainer early on, or were you ever 
trying to be an actor yourself and just kind of fell into this because it was more natural for you? I never thought in a million years that I would ever be a trainer. I got an English degree when I was in college. I, I used to write a lot and I used to read a lot. And uh, when I moved to New York City after college, all I knew is I did not want to be in school anymore. <laughs> and so uh, I applied for jobs because for those of you that have lived in New York, you know, it's really expensive. And uh, I was offered a job in a law firm. I was offered a job in a publishing house and I was offered a job uh, doing uh, sort of executive uh, trainings to be an executive in a huge uh, d department store. And secretly, I didn't want to do any of those things. And so I went to the gym, a local gym, to work out and sort of think about what I was going to do because I had to get a job to earn money. And at the gym, the uh, the manager, a woman, said to me, uh, you look like you have a lot in your mind. And I said, I do. And she said, uh, you know, what, what's going on? And I told her I had to choose one of these jobs. And she said, why don't you work here? And I thought, work here? I mean, I need to get a job. And she's like, what are they offering you as a starting pay? And I told her and she said, we'll match it. Because it was quite low. It was yeah, yeah, low, yeah, yeah. Um, even with a college degree. Um, and so I started working at the gym, and I just fell in love with the process of helping others. And I learned a lot, and uh, I got certified by ACE. And uh, and then uh, within a few short months, I was their top-grossing trainer. I just loved it. And I would go to work sometimes at 4.30 in the morning, and I'd be done at 11 at night. I just I couldn't get enough. So I worked for five years in New York, had a blast created a method there based on uh, my own thoughts of fitness and brought it out to LA and started using it with entertainers and it's worked out well. And so you have a facility in like, I think it's Burbank. It's North. I know you're North Hollywood, like not North Hollywood, but North of LA in the, in the Valley, right? Yeah. I, I have a private gym uh, where, where I work and my trainers work and we train about 300 celebrity clients at a time. Um, it's a private gym that's right near the Burbank airport. And we're so happy here. We truly custom built it to fit our needs. And so when you go into normal gyms, you see squat racks and you see kettlebells and you see battle ropes and you see platforms that you leap up on. None of that you will find here. Literally, this gym is, you know, I feel like I'm Geppetto from Pinocchio and this is my workshop. So when a normal person comes in, I just have the tools that I need to transform them into the greatest version of themselves quickly and efficiently. And so, and, and that's what we were talking about right before we started recording. Eric, you know, says he mentioned, he, he specializes in transformation. Much to my wife, my wife might not be happy with this, but he said he could take me from uh, scoring fours and fives with a bunch of sorority girls to scoring nines and tens, <laughs> which, hey, I wouldn't mind that, but other, other folks <laughs> in my family might not, might not appreciate that. But what is that process? Like, what have you developed in, and you, you mentioned that you focus solely on, and I think this is awesome, because so many people get into fitness for appearance, right? And you work in a place, Eric, you know, you work in a place where appearance is everything. Appearance can be the difference between getting apart and not getting apart. And it can be the difference between millions and literally millions of dollars. So you're you're an outlier in a very outlier place. But what is it that you do that, that focuses on appearance? Why, why is it so different? Well, you know, when, when we work with an up-and-coming actor, let's say we're working with an actress and she's working right now temporarily as a waitress – if I do my job the right way and she books a part, she'll make a million dollars this year. But if I don't do my job the right way, she'll make 22,000 working her ass off as a waitress. It's a, like you said, it's a big deal. Um, you know, when someone comes in, what we do is we really examine the science of change. And to us, the science of change encapsulates three things. It's the right exercise, the right diet, and sleep to match what they want. I mean, when you go into a restaurant and you order something from a chef, the chef gives you what you want. And when these people come in here, they don't just say, get me in shape. They describe to me exactly what they need to become to get the role that they're going for. Because many people come in with the intention of a specific role. And like a great chef, I listen to them first and then try to deliver quickly and efficiently and safely 
uh, deliver them to the destination they're looking for. And so if a normal, let's say there's a normal guy, let's take Pete, let's take you for example. Okay. If, if you came into my gym, told me you were an actor from New York, but you were up for a huge movie role, you most likely would want one of three things. There's basically three things I could do to you. Number one, I could make you look like Bruce Lee. And we all know what Bruce Lee looks like. Small, sinewy, explosive, uh, an incredible definition, but wiry. In a t-shirt, you might not even know he works out, but he takes it off and you're like, shit. So let's call that option number one. Option number two, and this is with you, by the way, I could turn you into Tarzan. A much smaller waist, much, much broader shoulders, uh, pectoral region that's high and flat like two dinner plates that are up high on your torso. I could literally turn you into the Lord of the Jungle. And I think your wife would make out. <laughs> that's option number two. The third option that I could easily turn you into is the Incredible Hulk. I could pack on muscle mass that you wouldn't believe. And, and keep in mind that with most of these transformations that we get, when they come in here, we have about 21 days to finish. So we have a normal guy on day one. We need to be done by day 21. Three weeks maximum. Sometimes we get much, much less. The fastest transform transformation I ever did in my career was four days. There's an actor that you know who's on a hit show who auditioned for a film where he plays a mixed martial artist, did not get the role, another actor got the role, and then at the last minute, that actor dropped out and he got the call and said, hey, if you're still interested in the role, it's yours. And so he told me on a Friday, he was leaving Tuesday morning early for Toronto to shoot the film. So I had four days to transform him. He looked great. <laughs> that's and when you do that one let's break this down a little bit but the first thing you mentioned is sleep and this is something that's come up a little bit before you know with other guests on the podcast what right. is so critical about sleep when it comes to exercise and, and you're doing it and again eric is one of the top guys in hollywood for getting people film and tv ready and why is sleep so critical for for your clientele well when we talk about sleep being critical, it's so much more than critical. Remember, the science of change is only three things, exercise, diet, and sleep. Of those three, sleep is the most important because sleep is the only time the body can change. Sleep is to the body what an oven is to cookie dough. If you and I whipped up the most delicious cookie dough with organic ingredients, we had Mrs. Fields herself give us good advice on making it perfectly, and we had a room full of children looking for dessert, we couldn't serve them anything until we put it in the oven and let it sit there for a little while where it transformed from the dough itself into delicious, crunchy dessert for those kids. The, your body's the same way. Even if I trained you, even if we made a call and had our meal delivery service, which we have here in Los Angeles, deliver all of the food and the diet exactly created by me, uh, designed by me for you, delivered fresh to your door every single day, no change would occur without sleep. No, sleep and, and, is important. And I think that's, I think most people overlook that. Most people don't realize the fact that that's when the body, I like the way you said that, as, as sleep is when the body changes. That's when our hormones kick in. That's right. when the body repairs itself. So what is, what in your opinion, you know, we have sleep aside, between nutrition and exercise, what do you think is more, which do you think is more critical? Because I hear that debate quite a bit. You know, you can't out-train a bad diet. And there are a lot of people who, you know, who think that all they need to do is have the right nutrition and they'll right. get the body they want. I mean, what, which do you think is more important in terms of that? Well, that's a great question. I would say that sleep is the most important of exercise, diet, and sleep. And then if you were saying to me, Eric, you have two guys here. One of them's going to eat a crappy diet, but he'll work out with you. The other one will eat a stellar diet, but won't. I would always choose the one that's going to work out with me because I can use optical illusion 
taught to me by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can overcome the diet. I mean, obviously, if he's going to sit there and eat ice cream and pizza all day long, it's going to be hard for me to disguise that. But I've had guys that have 38-inch waists, and I've made their shoulders so broad and their chest so big that when you look at them across the room, they look like they have small waists. It's all optical illusion. You know, um, I'm a little bit more David Copperfield than I am Jack LaLanne, so I do, I do use optical illusion and the art of illusion to give the impression on screen that you are greater than yourself. A good example of that is, for those of you that watch the popular TV show uh, Drake and Josh, it's been on for years and years and years. Uh, Drake Bell is one of our clients. I'm working with him right now. He leaves this Saturday for seven weeks. He's going to go on tour playing music all over the country. Uh, Drake came to me looking normal. I, he did not look that good. He now has lost so much weight. He's 136, but he looks like he weighs 185. Small waist, huge, broad shoulders, big chest. On stage, he looks like a monster, but he's 136, so it's all optical illusion. And it's really about capturing the right look for the right guy or the right girl. It's a blast. The other thing I should mention to you is uh, men and women change in completely different ways. And so as a, gr as a trainer that aspires to be the best, we are gender specific, meaning the way that we train women and the way that we train men are polar opposites because just using logic – you don't want to look like your wife, and I'm sure your wife does not want to look like you. And so it wouldn't make sense logically for you to eat the same diet and do the same exercise and expect the same result. It makes no sense. So the way that we uh, train women and the diet that we advise women is completely opposite of what we do with men across the board. Now, let me ask you, and I think I know how you're going to answer this. I mean, I, there are certain uh, celebrity trainers out there who, who advocate lifting no more than three pounds for women. <laughs> what is your approach to training women? Are, do you use a lot of uh, strength training, weight training? And, and I guess, and again, this always depends on what the outcome is on what they're, what they're trying to train for. But with training women, do you use like strength training? Do you use resistance training? Or how do you view training women differently? You know, I've, I've trained women the same style for the past 20 years. And in my experience, every woman we've ever worked out with and trained have said, has said to me in the end that the result that we got was the greatest result she's ever seen in her life. And the only equipment we've ever used for women rhymes with fat and starts with M. So we take a mat and we put it on the floor. We put the woman on the mat. End of story. Meaning that when CBS calls me in to train their top female star on their top show and they rent me an entire gym and they shut it down. We actually work out in her dressing room on a mat. We don't even go inside. So you do like a lot of body weight movements, a lot of uh, you know, kind of yoga type movements, or we do. You know, it turns out that there's a zone in women specifically. I think uh, part of their their capacity to have children has given them this incredible zone. If you look at a normal woman from right below her chest to right above her knee, that range. If you make that range move it changes everything. So when a typical actress comes in, not looking her best, and she says, I just got a roll, I need my jawline sharper, I need my arms to be sleek and elongated and delicate, I need my clavicle exposed so when I wear a low-cut uh, dress, it looks great, we do leg kicks. Okay, and that just that, that activates the whole body? Because that's where women would carry most of their tissue. I mean, most of their body mass is kind of center-specific, you know, right. prepare for childbirth. So is that kind of your, your approach to it? Right, and, and there's only two ways that her, that her body can move. If she's on all fours, she can do a linear motion, like kicking her leg up in the air. We yeah. call it linear motion. So she can bend her knees this way. She can have her elbows down doing that. She can keep her legs straight and bring it up and down. Or she can do a twisting vortex motion where her leg comes up to the side, which causes her waist to move this way. So we employ each of those 
challenge her. For most women, one of those two is more challenging. Usually women that have sort of uh, boy bodies where they themselves are very linear find it very challenging to lift their leg to the side and shoot out to the side. So that exercise will change them more because it's, it's sort of a natural based on their body type. Women that are more curvy find it very challenging to stay with their elbows down and shoot their legs straight up, a linear motion. So that will help change them more. But in the end, uh, like an artist who's who's painting the, the right portrait, uh, we just look at them and make decisions based on how their body changes. Honestly, no joke, I consider myself more artist working in bodies than fitness guy exercising. Here's the thing, man. There's nothing wrong with exercise. Exercise is dynamite. It's great. It's healthy. But if you're looking for physical transformation, we use exercise as a tool to transform the body. We don't just revel in exercise and pray to God that they change the right way. We're very specific. And now when you, when you talk about creating the illusion, how do you do that? Do you do a lot of muscle – with men, do you do a lot of muscle isolation? And if you're going to have me blow up my chest or blow out my shoulders, do you do muscle isolation or is there any specific technique that you use? There's three techniques. That's a great question. There's three, there's three techniques we use. One is on many things we use a thumbless grip which divorces the arm from the exercise. For example, if I want to communicate directly with your chest, your pectoral, I will have you do an exercise with a thumbless grip so I don't have to have a full conversation with your arm and shoulder before I get to your chest. So it's more direct. That's that's number one. Number two, we actually do something called jet reps, meaning it's limited range of motion. Okay. You know, if you're curious where this came from, everyone everyone thinks that I invented it. I didn't invent it. If you go back and watch Pumping Iron with the sound off, you'll see jet reps. And okay. the guys me originally 20 years ago are the ones that originated it and they noticed that it actually created a very specific result as opposed to some results I mean I don't think that fitness should be like religion I don't think you should exercise and pray for results I think you should be able to specifically target muscle groups and I could tell you what you're gonna look like before we even start based on the exercises that we do and the method that we use the third thing is something we call the engorge phase the engorge phase is after every exercise that we do, after every set is over, we squeeze the muscle as hard as possible, contracted for 10 seconds. So if we're doing bicep curls, for example, as soon okay. as we're done, boom, 10 seconds as hard as you can. We do this because if you look at the guys from, from that late, I would say early 70s, look where I thought that, that bodybuilders looked the best, they used to work out for a full hour or two in Gold's Gym back in the day. But then they would go into a mirrored room and for another hour, they would do nothing but pose. And that was the thing that really created the illusion of greatness. I mean, you should look like you came from Mount Olympus, not the local gym. Yeah, no, but I, I think that's actually, I like that because you're kind of going old school into isometrics because that's what posing is, right? So if you go through the range of motion with yep. the weight, or if you do a limited range of motion to do the force reps, like you call them the, the jet sets. So you're yeah. pumping the blood, you're pumping blood into the muscle, you're pumping, you're pumping fluid into the tissue. And then right. by doing the contraction afterwards, basically you're keeping that muscle under tension, correct? Absolutely. And it really, it really helps us shape it specifically. For example, with the bicep, we want it to look like a baseball and not a loaf of bread. And we can really make that decision based on how hard you squeeze, how, how much you twist and how long you hold it. I mean, we've, we have overcome genetics more times in this gym than you can imagine. And it's so much fun to watch the faces of the guys that we work with where they always fantasize about looking and feeling a certain way. And we make it come true within days, not weeks or months. See, I think that's pretty killer. Because it sounds like you're going with some old school techniques. Did you pick this up when you moved out to L.A. and you started training? How did you, how'd you kind of pick up and learn, learn uh, these specific strategies? Well, I, I'll tell you what happened. I was in New York. I was working for five years as a personal trainer, and I became one of the top guys in New York. 
but uh, I really wanted to study with Jacqueline. He's my hero. Jacqueline is the godfather of modern fitness. And uh, so I wrote him a letter and said, uh, you know, I might, I might be a, a top guy in New York, but it means nothing to me if I can't work with you. I came out to L.A. and became his final apprentice, worked with oh, him. Wow. Okay. But in, in addition to that, I also studied with a lot of the greats. I mean, I took things away from Arnold and Lou Ferrigno. I studied uh, in the gym one-on-one -on -one with Frank Zane. All the old school guys, I just I went to learn from them. Uh, all the Vince's gym guys. I mean, I don't know if you remember Vince's gym. Mm -mm. It's it's uh, it was on Ventura Boulevard. It's actually where Arnold Schwarzenegger went when he came to America the first time. He went to Vince's gym. All the, a whole lineage came from Vince's gym. All those guys became my instructors, and I found very early in my career that unlike college, where I learned from books. When it came to fitness, I learned so much more and I could ask so many more questions if I learned face to face with the masters themselves. And so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the apprentice uh, process. All the guys that work for me here were my apprentice for at least three months before they started working for us. And see, I think that's important. And the one one thing that, that I think, and we'll, we'll wrap it up pretty quickly here because I respect your time. The one thing I think we got away from in fitness is we got into these huge physiques. And I think you're 100% right. I think kind of that pumping iron, and, and I, I still love pumping iron. I mean, I'm more the, you know, more the geeky side, but, but let's face it, when we all got into this, you know, I got into it in the eighties and I didn't realize that we're about the same age. I thought you're about 10 years younger than me. So I'll, I'll ask, I'm going to ask you something else about aging. Cause, cause when you say you've been doing this for 25 years, I'm looking at Eric, we're, we're talking on Skype right now and I'm looking at him. I'm like going, dude, what'd you do? Start when you're like 10 years old. And I mean <laughs> that, man, I've known you now. We've known each other now casually for probably six, seven years and, yeah. and you still maintain youthful appearance. But I really think, and they've actually, cause this year, my understanding is this year in, in bodybuilding, They've kind of gone back to a classic look. I might be wrong in the category, but I think bodybuilding is trying to bring back. They're trying to go to a more, I don't want to say natural, and I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to drugs. I'm, I'm not opposed to any, at all if anybody wants to use some androgens to get, because whatever, it's, it doesn't hurt anybody else except right. the user. But I think bodybuilding has gone back and tried to, to go back to a classic look. So I think that's awesome. You, you got, you, you, you kind of learn from that. What's been, what's been the biggest influence? Like what has been the, the one thing that you're like, just that you kind of use every day, like the one piece of advice you've learned that you use almost every day with a client? You know, um, you know, we deal with, I would say 90% of, of our clients are celebrities. And, uh, and a lot of trainers come up to me at, at events and they say like, how do I train celebrities like you? Like, how, how do you start, um, you know, meeting celebrities and having them train with you is one thing. But once you have a celebrity in the gym and you're a trainer, my advice to you is to treat them like you would treat a member of your family. So treat them in a way where you respect them, you, you love them, you would never want to hurt them, and you want them to get the best experience from you. And I think if you lead with your heart, if you love fitness the way that we do, and you lead with your heart and you do your best that you can each day, you can't go wrong. And uh, what I what I realized was early in my career, I had a couple celebrity clients and I had a bunch of normal clients. And I, I realized that if I gave everyone that same experience, so the valet Parker got the same experience as the movie star, everyone was happy and everyone was excited. I'll tell you one more thing that, that your listeners might not know. One of the dark secrets about Hollywood celebrities, they all secretly want to be accepted by normal people. And so what we do here at our facility is we take normal people that are not celebrities and we make them work out with celebrities in the session. Our sessions are not one-on-one. -on -one. They're either two clients, three clients, or four clients at a time. And what happens is normal people get a chance to work out with amazing celebrities and so they're excited. And amazing celebrities get a chance to have true, organic, regular friendships with normal people they would never normally meet. And it's, it just breeds a very positive culture within the gym of positivity and friendship.
Now that's interesting because I, I I worked in D.C. when I was a trainer. I worked in downtown D.C. and I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast. I had a couple of political clients who kind of felt the same way because politicians are in a bubble, much like a celebrity is. And you kind of you know D.C. is kind of like Hollywood, but for ugly people, for all the all the you know the student government geeks in school. Right. Um, so, so appearance isn't as important, but they still, they, they, they look forward to the, the, the ones that come to the gym, look forward to interaction. They look forward to, to being in a cycling room. They look forward to working out because that's their chance away from their bubble and a chance to be just all they are is there's somebody, you know, they have their hair back. You know, I, I have friends that work with, with a number of celebrity clients. And what I hear is, you know, your hair is back, you're wearing Lululemons and you basically fit in with everybody else. You're not. You know, for 45 minutes or an hour, you're just you're sweating along with everybody else. Now, let me ask you this. How important is, is staying young or maintaining a youthful appearance for your clients? You know, it's it's paramount. And uh, and the exciting thing is that I'm going through that experience with them in real time. I'm uh, almost 49. So I'm kind of uh, next Dude, year. I'll wait, be- wait, really? Seriously? Yeah, I'll be uh, 49 in a couple months. Wow. And so okay. and so uh, I'm, I'm a year away from my 50th birthday. And I've always wondered if you really align the right diet, the right exercise, and right sleep with low stress in your life, how long can you maintain what we call here at the gym your physical relevance? Meaning if you and I were in a restaurant and there was an emergency, you might not realize it, but the dynamic that occurs in a group is everyone looks around to see the most physically relevant man and they look to him to help. So my question is, once I give the gift of physical relevance to these actors, and get them to a place where they look great, feel great, they're they're youthful. How long can I maintain that physical relevance until age naturally catches up with them? Obviously, most 60-year-olds don't look like 25-year-olds, but those 60-year-olds have never been trained by me. And I can tell you that right now, I'm working with the members of a rock band called Def Leppard, and Phil Collin, the guitar player, is turning 60 next month, and we have transformed him so much in the past month that I suspect on Monday when he leaves for his Brazilian tour, there will be articles written about him shirtless on stage because he looks insane. He looks like Tarzan who plays guitar. You should see his before and after from 30 days ago. It's unbelievable. And he's vegan, so I had no protein whatsoever, no animal protein to help me, uh, and no shakes. We don't allow clients to drink any kind of shake at all. You're not, you're not You're not a fan of shakes? No way. Real food or we resign. Oh, really? That's that's important. I mean, that's awesome. Now, yeah. if, if people and, and because one of the things I try to talk to you about this podcast or why why I'm doing this podcast is for the over 35 crowd is, is for that yep. over 35, over 40. And I didn't yep. honestly, dude, I did not realize that you were I thought we were about the same age. If not, I thought you're a couple years. I'm 45. So I thought you're a couple years younger than me, in all honesty. Um, dude, so what's that? I could be your father. <laughs> not, not quite there. Um, but but I think, you know, because I think one of the things to, you know, in, in your opinion, what's important about is it sleep or is it exercise uh, for maintaining youth? I mean, because obviously I think sleep plays a factor, but but what is it do you think that helps people retain their youth? Um, what's the be- quickest way to, to not aging or the most efficient way for, for re- limiting the aging process? I think I think it's the consistency of the right exercise, the right diet, and the right sleep in your life. But most important, the key to anti-aging is stress reduction. So if you look at normal people that work at normal jobs, many times they, they age because normal jobs bring normal stress. But if you're able to sit back in the comfort of your own home and think to yourself, if I had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would I do? 
The answer to that question should be your job. So in my, in my case, if I had all the money and time in the world, I would go to the gym and work out. So this, honestly, this is my passion. So I don't feel like I go to work in the morning. I feel like I, I go to the place that I really want to go to and I help people achieve the level of fitness and good looks that they want to. And it's just a huge, it's a huge, huge uh, honor to follow your passion. If you follow your passion in life, whatever that is, it has a tendency to give you a low stress lifestyle, which I think keeps you young. But I can tell you that I have a little brother who's 10 years younger than I am. And uh, he came to visit me in Los Angeles last week. And we, we, uh, we were talking to uh, some celebrities that met him for the first time. And they said, how much older is Peter than you? <laughs> and I thought, whoa. And, and my little brother was like, he's older. But uh, you know, it, I think stress has a lot to do with aging. So try to find a way to cut stress out of your life, follow your passion, do a little bit of exercise, a little bit of dieting, and a little bit of sleep each day in the right in the right scenario, and you'll be great. Dude, that that's awesome information. Now, do you have any programs? Do you do online coaching? Do you have any programs people listening if they want to kind of pick up some of your tips and they can't come out and, and hang out with you in Burbank for a while? And do you have anything online that that people can access? I do. I mean, ideally, we would love to have you come visit us in Burbank, but if that's impossible, um, we have a show that's been on A and E for a couple of years called Celebrity Sweat which is going to be moving to the Discovery Network uh, starting in January 2018. It was a half-hour show, but we're bumping it up to a full hour. And then for those people that miss it on the Discovery Network, it's also on Delta Airlines in-flight. It's actually on right now. If you're you're flying on any Delta flight, domestic and international, we're the in-flight entertainment uh, celebrity sweat. So you can feel free to tune in there. Or you can actually go to uh, gethollywoodmuscle.com for online video uh, content, and we have lots and lots of people that use those workouts. Um, It's divided into two sections. There's uh, men's workouts and there's women's workouts. We shot it with the the DP from Pumping Iron on a live movie set. It's unbelievable. It's been a a lot of fun making those. And then uh, for those trainers out there that want to learn our style, we have a certification called Hollywood Muscle. So if you go to hollywoodmuscle.com, you can see the certification. If you're a person that wants to work out in our style and just get uh, coached by me, get Hollywood Muscle is the uh, is the website. And, and Eric, you know, like I said, we've known each other for a few years, and, and we're not close buds, but I've been admiring you from afar, and I've really respected your work, and and really just I, I think highly of you. Now, let me ask you a couple questions. If people can't see see you on Skype like I can, what are those action figures you have behind you? Are those oh. clients are, are those clients of yours that have become action figures? They are, you know, a lot of our clients are in uh, movies where they make action figures, and so invariably they'll bring in their action figure and sign it. Uh, we work with tons of UFC fighters. We have tons of UFC action figures. We train the cast of The Walking Dead. We have tons of Walking Dead action figures. We have superheroes. I mean, this place is like uh, it has more action figures than you could ever imagine. And interestingly enough, this is a true story. Sometimes I'm explaining to an actor in the gym that we're not there yet, and they think they look great. And I will run into my office, grab an action figure that represents them, hold it up to them and say, do you see this? Do you see this? And they see it and they're like, shit, you're right. I need my chest a little higher. I need my shoulders a little wider. I need my waist a little smaller. So we hold them to the highest standards. One of the reasons our guys look so big is because I hold them to high standards and uh, and that will never change. Dude, that, that's awesome. Hey, man, I appreciate it. So thanks for your time, Eric. Uh, you know, I'll have all the contact information for you down below, um, including your social media tags. So if anybody wants to kind of follow you and, and see what you're doing. And his Celebrity Sweat is moving to Discovery in January of 2018. I have to be 100% honest. 
until our conversation today, I, I sincerely thought that Eric was probably about five or six years younger than me. Uh, I didn't realize that he was one year away from 50. And if you go to his website and look at look at some of his pictures, I mean, that's how the dude looks. Um, as I mentioned, you know, I mean, we've known each other for a few years now. He used to call me when uh, I used to work at uh, the American Council on Exercise because he wanted to try to, to brand his special way. Well, he has branded his, his unique way of training, but he wanted to create education around it so he could teach other personal trainers around the U.S. and around the world of how to get the same results with his celebrities. And now, I, you know, I, I think we have to take a step back and look at what it takes to, to be an actor, to be a full-time actor. You know, if your job is to look good for a role, there's a lot of things that you have to do to prepare for that. And, and that means you have to train. You have to eat right. And I thought it was very interesting that Eric doesn't advocate shakes. He advocates whole food. Um, you know, and that, that makes a big deal. I know, you know, I know myself, you know, I, I use a protein shake after I train. You know, as a father of two young kids, it's, it's kind of hard for me sometimes to always, you know, as best as I try to always prepare meals. You know, so sometimes I do have to grab things on the go, but there are options. So it's interesting to hear Eric, you know, say that he really is an advocate of whole food. I thought it was also very interesting that he was a big advocate of sleep. You know, there are no secret pills. You know, it's a matter of the basics. And I didn't know, I did not know that he trained with some of the greats. I mean, when you look at some of the people he mentioned, like Frank Zane and obviously Arnold and, and, and some of the guys who were the big bodybuilders of the late 70s and, and early 80s, these were the people that have known that. You know, and that brings us to an interesting point. I'm one of the science guys. You know, I like to do research. I like to understand, you know, the, what does the research tell us about how the body adapts to exercise? And then you have the anecdotal guys, the experienced people, the ones who learn in the gym. And there's always this, you know, anytime you look at, at anything in fitness, there's this interesting balance between, you know, let's, what does the research say and what does gym experience tell us? You know, because bodybuilders for years have been advocating, you know, very specific techniques, very specific styles of training. You know, here's how we do things. Um, you know, when the researchers will sit there and go, well, this is why this happens. The researchers will try to understand, you know, why do drop sets work? You know, the funny thing is like CrossFit. CrossFit blew up on the scene, you know, and CrossFit started getting mass results. You know, people were getting great results from CrossFit. People then, some of the researchers say, well, why are they getting results from CrossFit? What is it about CrossFit specifically that, that's producing results? And so you always have this balancing, you know, juxtaposition between, you know, gym experience, people who train in a gym and the research, the people that wear lab coats and do muscle biopsies. And so I think Eric is an interesting combination as somebody who's learned from some of the greats some of the people who've done this. And, and the fact is, if he's been one of the top fitness trainers in Hollywood for 20 years, yeah, he's doing something right. You know, and it's not necessarily that, that I want to sit there and say, it'll look like this celebrity, look like that celebrity. That isn't why I wanted to speak with Eric. I wanted to speak with Eric because his job is to help people look good. And if he does his job well, people make a lot of money. You know, when we were talking before the interview, he said he doesn't really care about performance. He cares about appearance. And, and you know, I, I appreciate that candor. I appreciate that honesty. I've always been, I was a rugby player. I didn't really care about appearance. I really didn't. I played in a rugby scrum. I just knew I needed to be stronger than the guy across from me. I need to be stronger. I need to be fitter. And I need to be able to do more work. I'm not a great athlete. And if I wanted to play, I needed to do more work than the guy I was competing against whether that was one of the guys on my team or one of the guys I was playing against. That's my mentality. 
You know, I've talked about that before on here. You know, appearance to me is secondary to performance. Your muscle doesn't know what it looks like when, you know, only your, your brain, your cognitive function of your brain knows what you look like. Your muscle only knows that it can generate the amount of force it needs to to be successful for whatever you're asking it to do. That, that's my approach to training. My approach to training is performance first. Form follows function. My approach to my clients was, is help my clients get strong. I want to help you get strong for what you have to do in your daily life. You know, appearance to me, you know, especially in my 40s, you know, is, is secondary. You know, I, I'm married. I have two kids. I drive a minivan. I've started wearing a fanny pack. <laughs> yes, I've brought back the fanny pack. But when you arrive kids and you're you know, constantly looking for wallet, phone, keys, everything, trust me, the fanny pack has been saving my, my tailbone recently. But the point is, to me, you know, having the ability to do what I want to do, having the physical ability to do what I want to do, to me, is more important than appearance. But at some point, I'm going to take Eric up, up on his offer. Eric's offered to have me come up and train with him for a little while in Burbank. And, and you know, I'm interested to take him up. I'm interested to see a, a what results might happen. So um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. I'll have all the contact information for Eric on the show notes. You can follow him on Twitter, Eric the Trainer. I know he's on Twitter. And I just I really think he's one of the good guys in our industry. He really is just a genuine, nice guy. Uh, maybe that's because he's from Maine. And, and, and most people I know from Maine, Um, Not that I know a lot of people from Maine, but I guess if you know more than a few people from Maine, you know a good portion of the state. Uh, No offense there, Mainers. Uh, But, you know, he's he's like like a lot of people I know from Maine, just a really solid, all-around good person. So um, I'm really happy to see his success. If you want to find out more about him, I really recommend following him, um, Hollywood Muscle or How to Get Hollywood Muscle. Whatever his website is will be below in the show notes. And if you appreciate this conversation, if you appreciate what I'm doing on All About Fitness, All I ask you to do is I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for anything except a favorable rating. Do me a favor. Take a couple minutes. Give me a rating on iTunes or however you listen to this. Um, Let me know what you think. If you want others to hear the same conversation that we're having, I'd greatly appreciate it. You can reach me, Pete, at PeteMcCallFitness.com. My website, obviously, is PeteMcCallFitness.com. I blog on there. I also blog and write for the American Council on Exercise. You can go to aceafitness.org and do a search. I'm listed under Experts Pete McCall if you want to read all my blogs and all the workouts and everything that I create. So thanks for stopping by. Um, Twitter, I'm at PeteMC underscore fitness. That's Twitter is PeteMC underscore fitness. Instagram is Pete McCall underscore fitness. Um, again, thanks for stopping by. Hopefully you got some out of today's conversation. Uh, the one takeaway I have for you is get more sleep. That's the secret to celebrity Hollywood muscle. So thanks for tuning in and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of all about fitness.